After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good, Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The Greater Good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide and at greatergoodbooks.com. Today is August 7, 2005. It is Sunday, and this is Evan's Journal uh, coming out of Greater Good Radio Hawaii. Um, it is 11.19 tonight, and this will be the last thing I do before I go to bed. And I had a lot of things, actually, to, to go through tonight. And it's been, you know, today was a really good day. We We ended up going to a picnic at Eve Anderson's place, and... That's an area in Waimanalo, Hawaii, where uh, Magnum PI was was filmed. So if you look at the Magnum PI and he, you know, he does that little donut in his Ferrari on the lawn, and then he goes into the house in that area. That's Eve Anderson's estate. So it's a really, I mean, it's really a cool estate. You go in through the gates, and you know, it's really old kind of architecture. In fact, it doesn't even look like it's been updated on the outside part of the house. But you know, we never go on the inside part, so. It it doesn't really matter. The um, there's a tennis court in there, and then there's a you know whole huge area to to do your barbecue with electricity and everything. And then there's another large area where there's a, a place to play. I mean, you can play baseball or whatever. And then also there's another area uh, for volleyball court. And then when you go through the back part of the house, there's almost like a public restroom where there's you know stalls as well as a place to shower off. It, the, it's right on the beach, so the the really cool part about it is that when you go through the gate and you end up in the beach, it's almost like its own private cove where on the they have you know the rocks. I don't know if it's a rock, like a man-made kind of reef-like structure or barrier so that it, it blocks, I guess, the um, waves coming through. And then it's really cool for the, the kids to be able to play over there. And it's a nice sandy area, so... You know, we stayed there from about, I don't know, 11.30 to about 3 o'clock, and it was super nice. So it it was just a, a really cool day. I was so tired after playing out there with a buddy and the other kids that, man, I took a two-hour nap, and I was just, I was wiped out. But here I'm back at work again because there's a lot of stuff to do. Anyways, I have this uh, PBN, Pacific Business News, in front of me. I was able to go through last week's one through here. And I'm going to start off the day, this one with a little rant because it's unbelievable to me. If you flip through the back part of PBN in page 34, it, there's a little area on the bottom that's called Letters to the Editor. And there's a letter here saying, Get Maui visitors to spend more, but promise not to stay forever. So, I mean, it's just ridiculous. It says... Maui County Planning Director Mike Foley was correct, PBN June 24, when he said Maui's infrastructure must be improved before we ask for more visitors. My business in Lahaina relies primarily on visitors. Okay, now now listen to this part. This person is a business owner. An increasing number of them say they won't return to Maui. The most frequent complaints are traffic jams, expensive parking, crowded beaches, and lack of restrooms. They sometimes add that seeing Costco, Kmart, Krispy Kreme, Walmart, and Home Depot near the airport makes Maui look too much like home. Maui should require visitors to spend more money on their vacation and promise not to move here. 
Okay, now what the hell is this guy talking about? You're going to require visitors to spend more money on vacation and promise not to move here. Okay, why don't you just also require them that when they come on their trip to shop at your place of business and and then all other businesses that are like you, that are kind of similar, they should close down. They they should have to be closed down so that, you know, you could do more business. I mean, that's that's ridiculous. You think that people, when they come here and they fall in love with this place, they don't want to move here? Well, it doesn't make sense to me. But whatever. So I thought that I would share that with you folks today. Next next thing on the agenda, money as capital and sweat as capital. And the the point of this whole thing is that, you know, you can either take money and put it in as capital and, and, and you know, build up your staff, ramp up. Uh, ramp up your operations, uh, hire people, and so on, or you sweat equity as capital and you actually go out and do it yourself. The the interesting thing, I guess, about this kind of process is that podcasting is supposed to be inexpensive. And the way that we've chosen to do it, it I guess it's expensive compared to what podcasters would do, but inexpensive compared to what broadcasting would do. I think we spent, you know, quite... I, I think up to date just for even just equipment something like 2 or 3000 and then you know there's airtime that we purchase it's thousands more for that and web web uh you know work that's being done continuously daily that's thousands for that so you know all in all there's been a, a decent amount of capital expenditure but then the sweat equity in terms of this has been pretty enormous and it's it's just something I think that people people need to realize and deal with that in the beginning stages of your business, you're not only going to put in money, but you are going to bust your ass working. And I swear, I have not worked this hard in a long time. Um, but hopefully it's worth it and hopefully people are getting value out of this and we're going to see real soon. The uh, thing that came up today is is physical inventory because other businesses that we run have physical inventory involved and that physical inventory comes from a foreign country so what that means is if you cannot get payment terms for your inventory you got to pay up front which means you pay up front you wait for them to produce it then they ship it, it takes a few weeks to get here then you got to clear it if you got if it's food items coming into the United States now you need to pass through bio, the FDA's bioterrorism act and that takes forever sometimes if, you know, for some reason they want to inspect you or or whatever they want to do. So that takes longer too. And then you got to get your products into the warehouse, sorted and everything, and then they're ready to sell. So once you're ready to sell your product, you know, let's say you have a certain amount of inventory in there because it took you six or eight weeks to get it in. You sell your inventory and then if you offer net 30, which is, you know, payment terms to your customers... You could be talking about six months to get your money back. So you actually have to cover six months worth of inventory just to run your business. And if your business is doing a decent amount of business, you know, that that's quite a bit. What that means is that if you grow, and this is the kind of where this whole thing came from, is in the PBN it talked about the fastest growing uh, 50 companies. And then you, once you continue to grow, a lot of times you have a tax, I mean, not a tax, but, but a... Um, capital crunch where you need money to grow because in order to sell more if you're dealing with physical inventory you need more physical inventory if the you know the the business cycle is six months 
you're talking about quite a bit of money. So I'm looking at some of these companies in here that I think the first company had something like 600% growth. How do you how do you sustain something like 600% growth? I mean, I can't imagine that. I can't imagine having to have six times the amount of inventory currently. I mean, in one year, that that's massive. I know that when we first started uh, our other business, then you know we had massive growth in one month, and that was a, just an incredible crunch. We had to go out and get loans, and 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 uh, you know, right then we got the business plan going and got some more loans, but. I can't imagine how you can sustain that kind of growth. It's just mind-boggling. But for those of the people who are and, and doing it successfully, I think that's a cool deal. So that's why we're switching out to, you know, intellectual property and and copyrighted type materials or digital content, because if our sales go up by six times or ten times, you know, we have server issues and maybe some administrative issues, but I won't have to have six times or ten times the amount of inventory. So that's something to think about as you know you're designing your business or if you have a current business, uh, how you can work that through. We are currently 80 days now into our plan. So 80 days ago, I was sitting at the same computer trying to work out a business plan of some sort for entrepreneurship class at the for my executive MBA to finish up the term so I could graduate. It was second to the last project that I had and turns out that I started writing it on the day that it was due um, it's kind of funny because my friends in class are calling me and asking me where I was and <laughs> it ended up being that at the end of the class I, I didn't make it and he gave the cell phone to the teacher and I had to talk to the teacher about you know what should I do turn this thing in half ass or should I finish it up uh, and make it better and then turn it in late you know what's going to be the harsher penalty so you know, we went through it. And it's negotiation. Everything's negotiation, and ended up turning it in a day or two late. The only problem is, is that we needed to have financials put together, and I was having a tough time with the cash flow statement because I'm, you know, I'll be honest with you, I'm not really up to speed on how the cash flow statement works, and how to put that together myself uh, without the accountant's help. So. I had to turn that in and actually ended up paper went in without the cash flow statement. Just some basic uh, startup costs for me and, and a break-even analysis and a, and a budget, but I didn't have that part. So I believe the grade was a little bit hurt due to that, but I think the true test is going to be what are we going to accomplish after this thing is done because we're 80 days into it, meaning two and a half months. Two and a half months now we are getting ready to launch, which means we'll be about... What is that? If we did in May, June, July, August, just a tad bit over three months, maybe three and a half months from writing that plan to having a fully functional website up and running to having airtime on AM radio station and then also having, you know, a backlog of um, an inventory of interviews so that we can make sure that we have a cushion in order, you know, to to uh, broadcast all this kind of stuff. And man, it's been a sprint. It, this thing has been an absolute sprint. That's why I put down 80 days in football two a days because I swear this feels like football two a days. Every day, I don't know if you had, if you played football ever, or you know if you're a girl and your your boyfriend or husband ever played football. I'll tell you what, I played starting left bench on the football team, but nonetheless I had to go through the same pain 
of the two a days and two a days is where you practice twice a day for a whole week so you go through these intense tr practices and then you get a rest I mean you basically eat and take a nap or or if you're you know hanging out with your friends then you're ready to die and your legs feel like they're gonna fall off and your arms feel like they're gonna fall off and it's just it's just brutal and that's kind of what I feel like because it seems like every time we're getting we're making progress and we're getting there then I gotta retweak it and change it but you know that's that's the addicting part of doing all these types of startup businesses when everything is moving super fast and you know you have you can move and, and change on a dime it's addicting so once you get through that two a days though you're in condition and you're ready for the season and hopefully for us that is coming soon I put down here for greatergoodradio.com updates on you know registration and benefits I, I just sent a email to the web programmer and I swear the thing was about if I had to type it out on in word it would be like two and a half pages it was a ton of stuff to change I mean everything from from moving boxes around that you know info boxes and things like that to deleting things and and where where it's gonna meet up and yeah it's a trip man it's a trip uh, you know we definitely want to have a registration area and and the registration is gonna be optional but it'll offer people to have you know more seamless downloads and make it easier for them there's other benefits that will offer probably give them some free after shows or, or to get started and you know we're gonna add in a calendar so it, it talks about what interviews are up and coming what interviews are already done and they're going to be released on certain dates and an area where people can post up questions for the future interviews so that we can ask those to the uh, interviewees as we're doing it uh, we're gonna have a special dedicated after show page um, for the after shows and get more descriptions on that and then also we're in it we're customizing that wimpy player so wimpy is that that uh, flash based player that you see on the top right of the greatergoodradio.com site and we're customizing that so that it shows only the most recent po the most recent files and then in different categories it'll show the most recent files for that category and that you know believe it or not that does take a lot quite a bit of programming in order to do so it, I mean it's a it is a ton of stuff and hopefully it all pays off I mean proofs in the pudding so we're gonna see real soon June Jones update interesting thing about this June Jones um, interview that we thought about I haven't actually tried to contact him yet because I'm trying to figure out what's the best way to do it and since they're going right into their first game against the number one uh, uh, ranked team in the nation USC I mean they're working around the clock so cool thing is Michael Bennett had an idea to talk to uh, Bobby who has the show in the morning uh, talk radio show and find out what's the best way to go ahead and get in touch with June Jones and you know I think it, that's really good because uh, Michael's being real proactive in order to get us these you know just make be helpful and tomorrow's gonna be the day where we go in and hear the first finish show that Michael's doing and you know hopefully we'll have that for you guys soon and be able to share it with everyone so well actually what will happen is if on Monday if everything is good everything sounds good and everyone agrees that that's that's the way it goes we'll post that stuff up probably by the end of the week because we need to figure out how to how to write the descriptions and the template area for the for the um, 
interviewees basically all going to be in the same layouts just with different information and we got to figure that out pretty soon so if you see it up up close uh in the next week or so then you know what happened and if not i'll, I'll update you tomorrow anyway so that's it for evans journal today it is sunday night 11:35, and i am going to sleep i will talk to you tomorrow